Welcome to Sometimes Dead is Better, and it's me, Kristen. And me, Chris. And Casey's still here. I'm here. And so we're going to do the true crime portion, part, part two. two. Sorry. <laughs> no, we said it together. It's cute. Okay. <laughs> part two. Yes. Of uh, Dawn of the Dead. Right. Which was the movie we did last week. So you can go listen to that first, or just listen to the true crime separate. This isn't going to give anything away about Dawn of the Dead. I think you know that people eat each other. Um, Is this a, a bath salts episode? It could be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really tr- curious what the true crime actually is because, you know. You know, last time we talked about, like, the backstory of the word zombie. Does it take place in a mall? No, I did look at it a lot. I You don't, won't believe what I Googled. Right. Murders in malls, <laughs> mall murders. And what also made me really... Th- think about was something I kind of wanted to do was escalator accidents Ooh. because those <laughs> the fact that SWAT team is like crash through your house and arrest you <laughs> that was at least that two shots right. of elevator falls <laughs> because that really freaked me out when they were on the escalators and I just kept thinking someone was going to get dragged in did you guys ever see the video of the woman who was dragged into the escalator no, but escalator accidents are a big law school like fact pattern. Oh, are they? Really? Yeah, that people like you know, it's always an interesting like who's liable for that, you know? So it always comes up in law school. Who exams. is liable? Who's to say? <laughs> uh, it's undetermined. I think it's also every like child's nightmare. Right. I used to be terrified of them. I would prefer the escalator. I mean, the elevator. Well, or, it's not even stairs. like it's not even like an irrational fear, like no, people, quicksand. People like people have been them. dragged into yeah. them, or their scarves have been wrapped around their head, neck, and then pulled in, and then they get strangled. And there's a a great show called I Survived, and there's an episode about uh, the escalator pileup that was after a I think it was after a soccer game, and like it was. People were trapped in there. It was terrifying. But they had the survivors on there talking about it. Oh, my God. People were injured. and oh. it's. <laughs> I, I have a funny story with my kids in the Galleria. <laughs> so, you know, I have a seven-year-old, Brennan, mm-hmm. and I have a five-year-old, Riley. And the seven-year-old, Brennan's gone down escalators many times, right? So, but Riley, the five-year-old, he's still kind of figuring them out. So, I'm holding his hand, and I'm like, we're just going to we'll go together, buddy, you know? Boom. And we go. And then I'm like, come on, Brennan. And then Brennan freaks out. And she can't get on. And I'm like, no. And like slow motion. <laughs> Me and Riley jump on. And we're like going away. And she freaks out. And I can't get to her. Oh, my and so gosh. so we're going down. And she's freaked out. And I have to like, fortunately, there was a nice lady behind her that, you know, helped her get on. But there was that that, that, that slow motion right. going away of, no, we can't do anything <laughs> about it. Like, I'm sinking. I can't like, help you. I mean, Brian's grandmother is 94 now, what? I think. Yeah, and she one time got her heel stuck, like, in the escalator of her shoe. And I don't know how old she was, but 
she refused to ever use an escalator again. Oh, I mean, yeah, I don't blame her. There are legitimate several accidents a year on escalators. Yeah. This is, this is a thing. Well, but I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I did think about Psych. it. <laughs> Especially that there's that one scene where the there's like a just a dead guy going up the escalator like on his back, you know, and you think, oh god, his hair is going to get stuck in there or something. But so so we talked a little bit about the history of zombies and the word zombie, and then we did the story of uh, Felicia Felix mentor and Harry Potter character. Yes. <laughs> And there's more, like, and at least in this movie, they reference, like, the voodoo practices. And they yeah, kind of... They kind they of get kind of, more into it. Yeah, a tiny bit. And so after we've recorded that, you and I watched that X-Files episode, Fresh Bones. Yeah. And it wasn't as good as we remembered. I like the ending of it, but the, the plot wasn't as good as we remembered. Yeah. But... I it, like a few good moments. And again, army, boar. The what? The army. <laughs> Modern day army. I, now that you say that, I remember you saying that during the episode. So now that makes sense. Yeah. Is that something y'all talked about previously? We talked about it, yeah. Uh, 1917. Yeah. And I and I love during war our movies. now classic psychic. No, I mean, the X Files episode. Oh yeah, yeah. We oh, kind about- of. Just for a minute, and then we went and watched it. And but it's about um, like the Haitian voodoo practices that they brought over, and somehow that got involved with the U.S. Army. Yeah, but they they um, were you know where they were making zombies was so that's how it kind of came up. In yeah, because the they were using the same zombie powder that we had talked, yeah. to, which was a real thing. Yeah, it linked to her last true crime. Okay, okay. But so then I thought, well, let's just talk about people eating people. Let's just jump in. <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> and I mean, I think <laughs> that's always a fascination that a lot of people have. I, I remember being fascinated by that as a kid. You learn about like the movie Alive. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, Daddy, what's cannibalism? <laughs> <laughs> and the Donner Party. And I think I was talking to Elise about Alive, of course, the other day. Uh, <laughs> Christen. <laughs> well, I said that they, they crashed. Why did it even come up? <laughs> Let's just stick to My Little Pony. <laughs> She's 10, almost 11. Yeah, that's right in the range of My Little Pony. <laughs> Not Alive. <laughs> How does she even know what that movie is? Well, because I told her about it. <laughs> She's very curious. She wants to know about everything. Because, okay. Okay. Because you told her about it. She'll be very situated in her adult life. <laughs> I can't wait to watch Dr. Sleep. It's going to be so good. <laughs> Where the fuck did that come from? Because it's right up your alley. Oh, okay. <laughs> Terrifying children. <laughs> they love it. They do. They do. Okay. So I'm going to tell you about the murder of Tim McLean. And this was in Canada again. Okay, so we're going to big hits on this one. <laughs> okay, so this starts out July 30th, 2008. Okay? A Greyhound bus is leaving British Columbia bound for Winnipeg. Tim McLean takes a seat, puts on his headphones. He was a 22-year-old comedian and performer, and he was working with a carnival as a carnival barker. He was athletic and ambitious and very loved by his family. On the way to Winnipeg, they pick up a tall Asian man named Vince Lee. Uh, He goes to sit down next to Tim. Mask of Zorro is playing on the TVs. And at a rest stop, some people get off. And Tim smiles at Vince. Just tries to be friendly. Then they get back on the bus. Vince sits next to Tim. Tim falls asleep and he wakes up with Vince stabbing his neck with a Rambo t- 
type knife. They don't know each other, right? They're complete strangers. The rest of the bus hears a blood-curdling scream, and they see Vince repeatedly stabbing Tim, like in a robotic motion with his giant Rambo knife. Blood spraying everywhere, okay? So the driver pulls over. A woman throws her toddler, like, to the front of the bus. Everyone scrambles off the bus. Um, uh, one of the passengers kind of stops and is like, maybe we should help. And he asks another guy, we should help. And that guy uh, says no and runs off the bus. Then Vince stops stabbing, stands up, and starts to walk towards the other guy. And so he run- gets the fuck off the bus. And as he's, this is like from a movie, like he's running off the bus and... Vince Lee like sticks his hand out with the knife as the door is, the bus door is closing. He tries to stab the guy, but they he pulls his hand back in. They block the door with a crowbar. Okay, so this has all happened very quickly. Everyone's off the bus. Uh, Vince Lee is still on the bus with Tim McLee's dead body. Vince walks back. They're to the, Tim. they're the only two on. Yes, he walks back to Tim and proceeds to saw his head off. And then hold it up to the window to show everybody outside. People start throwing up. Children are crying. What year is this again? Two thousand and eight. Okay, I oh, think God. I may have kind of rolled. I may have heard this story. Okay. You think they were going? What's this all about? <laughs> <laughs> you could cut that out if you want. <laughs> keep it. <laughs> so and then he's like he's walking up and down the aisle with the head, and then he just like drops it. No emotion. He then proceeds to start tearing into Tim, pretty much like those zombies did at the end. Just tearing in through. eating him. Well, he starts tearing through. He takes out his heart, his intestines, his liver, and he starts, like, throwing them around the bus. Oh, so not like like a zombie, but more like a surgeon, like, cutting it out and then just, like, chunking stuff. No, he's, like, tearing it out. Oh, with his hands? Yes. So he's not even using the Rambo knife to, like, take the time to cut it out. He's just... He might have cut the stomach cut open. Cut him open and yeah, gripped ripped it out. Oh. He f- took out Tim's eyes. We've talked about this on the last episode. Mm-hmm. And ate them. Which I wonder... We're on the bus. They never found the eyeballs of the Charles Albright's victims. Do you think it's possible that he ate them? Could be a delicacy. They never found them, you know? Now I'm wondering, like, what eyeballs taste like. Does anybody eat any eyeballs of animals? They must, right? I mean, everything's a delicacy. You're right, but sometimes when you order fish, they like give you the whole thing and the heads on there. Yeah, but you're not supposed to eat it, right? I don't know. But cows must have big eyeballs. I bet that's probably something. I mean, people you eat, eat their tongue. I, mean, I feel like there's a lot of protein there. It's not a big jump. From in the tongue. eye, what's in the eye? Muscles. Protein. Yeah. Right. It's not a big jump from tongue to eye. I don't think. I guess so. Uh, he also ate a valve from his heart, and he was like licking the blood from his fingers this actually ha- this happened in real life isn't this insane yeah Tim's nose and ears were found in a plastic bag in Vince Lee's pocket every time we say Vince Lee for some reason I think Vince Neal I get it <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the guy from Motley Crue were they awesome. souvenirs he just wanted to, he had a little baggie ready for them I don't know like snacks for later ah uh, Vince continued to eat and mutilate Tim's body for four hours even though the police were there they didn't shoot him. They didn't get involved. Since Canada? He's dead. But, I mean, he's still violating the body. I mean, that's awful. They should have shot him, it seems. Do um, they have guns in Canada, or do they have That's a good question. Clubs? Like, what would the Mounties do? Well, it's like, cause like when you watch the great 
Britain shows, they don't have guns. Like the police shows, you know? Yeah. It's a bus, right, too? Yeah. So I wonder if they could even get in. If you, I mean, you know. They can take a shot. What, what was that X-Files episode well, yeah, that ended up shoot, on the bus? They could shoot through. You're right. They shot through the window and got oh, the guy. Yeah. Unless they only have billy clubs and then they that's can't a good get one. into the... That's a messy ladder. It's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so, but eventually he breaks a window and makes a run for it. He is tased and attacked by a dog. And then they handcuff him. This reminds me of, I'm sure you guys heard about the story about that kid in Florida. Who, the basalt guy? Yeah, but it was Flocka, the drug. Remember? Flocka, Flocka? Oh. And he was acting strange. He had dinner with his parents one night but he like got up he got real upset and left and you can see this on like uh surveillance that's kind of creepy and he gets up and leaves and then he's just walking around a neighborhood and he attacks a couple like they're sitting in their garage just like hanging out and he attacks them murders them and then he starts like growling like a dog he takes the clothes off when the police come and find him and when they find him he's chewing on the man's face biting off pieces of it and they tase him and they sick dogs on him why do they not shoot him and they were talking about like caitlin her sister like she would have shot a guy because for acting irrational but you know this man is he's literally chewing on someone's face but they take him into custody and now he's in a mental institution somewhere because he took uh some crazy recreational drugs and those two that couple they were they you see pictures of them they're so cute they look at their 50s you know living Mm. in florida then he won dr phil yeah i hate him (laughs) dr phil or the guy or both i don't hate dr phil i just hate the guy did you see his house on youtube or whatever no it's crazy he he lives like in a saddam hussein type palace oh it's like gold everywhere and like pillars and it's nuts I never Marcus understand. Yeah. I never understand that style. If you had that much money, yeah, I mean, it's like it's insane, like crazy well. He's tr- the reason it's even online is because he's trying to sell it, so it's on Zillow oh, and stuff. Oh, and it's oh. like, <laughs> how much is it? I don't know, but it, but but I mean, it looks like something out of like some you know Iraqi like right. king. You know, it's like crazy <laughs> stuff. Or maybe an MC Hammer house. Yes, probably even better. Yeah. So Vince Lee was born in China. Vince Neil. <laughs> Vince Came Lee. to Canada. Vince, did y'all watch the um, the Motley Crue movie on Netflix by chance? Oh uh, yes, I it's did. So good. It really is. Dirty is uh, the dirt or whatever. The dirt. Well, I, yeah. I want to read the book. Yeah, because that podcast I mentioned a lot too, Disgraceland. It's yeah. a really great podcast, and they have a really good episode about Motley Crue, and he recommends the dirt as one of his favorite books. I even love how they made it kind of cheeky. Oh, it's super cheesy, mm-hmm. yeah. but uh, but the guy that plays Tom Lee is really funny and. Uh, I mean, I love the whole Ozzy Osbourne stuff. That's not really the point. It's true crime, I guess. But <laughs> yes. Sorry. Well, Ozzy Osbourne does bite the head off a bird yeah. and a bat, right? I mean, the point is every time I say Vince, whoever, I think Vince Neil. So that's kind of your fault. Okay. So Vince. No, I, I'm, I agree with that. Vince Sorry. was born in China, came to Canada to earn a degree in computer science, which is interesting. This reminds me of the Luca Magnata case. Yeah. But in that particular instance, he was the victim. But he came from China. He came to Canada to work in computer science. Um, he was a schizophrenic, not taking his meds. He never learned English and had a hard time adjusting. He worked various jobs. He had just been fired from Walmart four weeks before the bus incident. Lee pleaded guilty by reason of insanity. He said God told him to do the murders, and he was sent to a psychiatric unit. I wonder how often, because like we were talking about how in the U.S. it's really hard to get reason of insanity and get actually committed, right? Yeah. 
I wonder if uh, in Canada they're a little more lenient. I think it'd be equally difficult, but I mean... Well, wait till you hear what else happens. I think it might be easier because they probably don't have the same volume of insanity like that as America well, maybe, does. Yeah. So, well, so, okay. To so them, he... it's like, wow, this is, ins- this is way <laughs> crazy. Insane, where, yeah. You know, it's kind of com- more common. And, well, so this was 2008. In 2010, he is granted supervised visits out. In 2014, he's given unsupervised... After he ate a person. Yes. He's given unsupervised visits. And then in 2017, he's officially discharged and released back into Canada. He still lives there somewhere. In 2017. So less than 10 years since he did it. Yes. 2008, right? Yeah. Wow. And even then, he was still getting more and more privileges. And now he's released which i mean like where's the line between like someone who can be rehabilitated and someone who can't i mean it seems like if you go on a schizophrenic free um or even if you're like bipolar and you go on a manic episode and let's say you steal money or i mean something like that maybe you could be rehabilitated and sent back out but not if you eat a person right because well did they did they is there a diagnosis did, was he on something he's paranoid there... schizophrenia so that's what it was yes and not only, like, so there's other articles that you but can... He, he wasn't on meds, now he is, that's the thing, I yes. guess? Yes. Okay. And he's being, it was slowly, he was slowly released, little by little, and now he's out. But if you read, there's other articles about the people who witnessed that, and they're still, like, some of them are alcoholics, some of them can't keep jobs. Some so of they, them there's s- PTSD amongst the, the non-victims. Yes, they still can't sleep at night and things like that. I mean, there was one quote from a woman who said that, I don't know who that person was before this incident. I'm not her anymore, something like that, you know? Wow. They can't go back to who they were because of that. But he's allowed to come back out. There's a couple interesting facts about that. Following the week of the attack, Greyhound Canada had to pull a series of advertisements because the slogan was, there's a reason you've never heard of bus rage. <laughs> I mean, what are the chances? Isn't that awful? <laughs> uh, and then also, PETA attempted to run an ad comparing the killing of McLean to the consumption of animals. Yeah, that's not. They refused to run the ad. Yeah. Thank P- goodness. PETA, PETA is. PETA drives me crazy because they have a they have a cause that literally. Everyone would back, you know, don't hurt animals. I think everyone could be like, yeah, I agree with that. But they, they send to like, they send to like target things that like, like that, for instance, that make it like you hurt your, your overall general cause. Let's, let's compare it to well, another they, human eating a human. They seem to think that the only way to get people's attention is to go to the most extreme. Oh, also the Westboro Baptist Church, uh, they protested Tim McLean's funeral because they thought that God had come and the reason that Vince Lee did that was because it was a sign from Satan that everybody was being punished for being immoral. Such angels. I love that. God damn. What do you mean? The Canadians were being punished for being immoral. The Canadians? Yes. As a whole? Yes. Why are they immoral? You know the Westboro Baptist Church? I don't. Oh, that'd be fun. Deep dive. I don't think they're really around anymore, are they? I hope not. But they specifically target Canadians. No. They protest soldiers who have been killed in battle, anyone who's gay, who's been murdered, kids who have been murdered. That's what they do. Because they're evil. They're at, like, Tim McLean's funeral with signs that say, like, burn in hell. Well, so that happened. Yes. You know what people say? Well, that happened. 
Right. But that's terrible. But I also feel bad for, obviously, Tim McLean's family. Like, his mom was very vocal about not wanting Vince Lee to be let out. She went to every single... She said, like, she didn't even have time to mourn. She went to every single appeal that he gave. And that was, like, every few months. So, it was pretty sad. In the interview process, did they ever, like, figure out, like, why he targeted... Was it the smile? He was just crazy. Like that, that could be something that triggered it. There's no way to know. Mm. That freaks me out because it's like that could happen to anybody. At oh, any time. oh yeah. There was another another one. Of my favorite podcast is called "This Is Actually Happening," and it's people who tell real stories. And there's one about a girl working in a bank, and there's like a woman who kind of came in who was kind of like off kilter a little bit, but nothing that was anything crazy. And she just came up to her and stabbed her in the neck and luckily the woman survived but there was no reason for it and another on another one on that is um it's called murder at my door that's the name of the episode and it's terrifying and it's about a crazy woman who lived in their neighborhood who just broke into the house and started stabbing them i mean that could happen but i mean you can't live your life in fear worrying that that's going to happen if it happens then there's nothing you can do about it yeah if the zombie apocalypse comes, that would probably be... We'd be more prepared for that, probably. Certain people would. There's TV shows about the people who would be ready for that. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. Spend your whole life and nothing happens. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. Don't eat people. Good story. Anything else? The first time I was introduced to cannibalism was, I believe, Planet of the Apes 3. And they had these people in it. The human beings were in a net. And they dropped them down into a giant boiling cauldron. Oh my gosh! And made Something a soup like the, out like of the them. The old school Planet of the Apes. Yes. Oh wow, that's good. It was the third one, Planet of the Apes with Charleston Heston, and they dropped them down in like a, a net that you would think like would be on a pirate ship. You know the big thick ropes. Yeah. And they dropped like I don't know maybe ten fifteen people down into this giant cauldron, and they boiled them alive and made a soup out of them. <laughs> That is terrifying. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. I also love those stories of people who try to go into the aboriginal areas of, of Australia. And there was, there's people who are trying to, like, be missionaries and, like, try to save the souls of these aborigines. And there was that guy. Remember that story? And I'm, he was, like, a big Christian missionary guy. And he was like, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to save them. Dundee. And then they ate him and, like, sent his head back. And they oh were like, God. no, thank you. <laughs> we're good. Well, that was at least nice of them to send the head back to let them know what had happened and chronicle it. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, cool, cool, cool. All right. Please let us know if you like this new format. Rate, review, and done to the right. <laughs> Rate, review, and a subscribe. Yes. <laughs> and follow us on all this stuff. Right. All right, bye. Join okay. us on Facebook, except for Chris. Chris is on there now. Yeah, I'm, on, on, there I'm now. on there now, yeah. But then I gave up on the Facebook Yeah, they should quit. <laughs> <laughs> what, right when you joined? Right. That's awesome. <laughs>